Hi everyone, welcome back to episode number four now um, of tackling sports sponsorship here at the Open Sponsorship offices in New York City. Um, so once again, I'm Alex, here with and I'm Jason. Jason. <laughs> You've been introducing myself, I feel like I should I have, say something, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so today we're actually going to be continuing on what we've been building up um, for the last three episodes. So we covered what sports sponsorship is, mm-hmm. um, who we were, but then why athletes should use open sponsorship and why brands should work with um, work with us at Open Sponsorship for, for marketing. So today we're going to be looking at a specific case study because we thought, you know, we've given you guys the theory, so now I'll give you an example so that you can relate. Um, so who are we going to be talking about today, Jason? We're going to be talking about a brand that's been working with us for how long now? So they've been us for about a year now okay. called Tame the Beast. Yeah. And because we are such manly men with awesome beards, what they do is it's actually a shampoo product, as you know, where yeah. they're looking, it's like a three-in-one shampoo. You wash your hair, your body, your beard, all in one. And they were looking for manly athletes to work with. Okay. So they came to us with a specific idea of an athlete they want to work with. We understand that some brands may not know which athletes they want, but because they're a male shampoo brand, they specifically targeted males. Was it with beards, right? Well, not many female athletes have beards on our platform. So yes, they had a target audience. We can say that they uh, used athletes to connect with. Okay. But just to make the point, I think you don't necessarily need to have a specific targeted athlete to join our platform, is that right? Correct. Yeah, they weren't saying that I want a specific NFL athlete or a specific CrossFit athlete. It was more just any professional athlete who really had a beer around in fish oil. Great. So what were the three things, let's say, they wanted to get out of? out of open sponsorship and through athletes that, that they were trying to use? Yeah, so number one was content. They were a small brand. They had really nothing on their website. They actually redesigned their website based off of some of the athletes that they worked with, which is awesome. Okay. Because when you go to a shampoo product, what's the difference between your product and, and any other product, right? Yeah. How do I know that, you know, Tame the Beast, yes, it's an awesome name, but if you don't have any beasts backing it up, which is what they were looking for, why don't we get some professional athletes that people actually recognize and can react to and actually connect with to say, all right, well, this brand is legit. They have professional athletes using their product. I should be able to use it too. Yeah, so content's become a really big thing in marketing uh, the last few years, hasn't it? Yeah, Mm -hmm. with brands pumping out content, be it social media, video, Mm -hmm. um, image, whatever. Also validating the product yeah. too, yeah, yeah, which I think is important for content. Exactly, because partnering with athletes, are, you know, you'll recognize them. It's not some some random person that, that's on the packaging. It'll be like, oh, I'm a MMA fan, for example. So there may be an MMA athlete yeah. on the cover of, of the product. I think brands are getting sick of you know Jason B from New York promoting a product because I feel like those brands, or at least when I go in as a consumer, I'm like, yeah. oh well, I could write that and say I'm Alex F from Argentina. But if it's a professional athlete, if it's Chris Mazder two-time world Olympian, yeah. you're going to you know, have that. It, it's a little bit more influential to the prospective consumer you're going yeah, after. Exactly. And then I think this is sort of a subset of, of the content strategy, but what about engaging content um, to drive traffic to their website? That's, yeah. I think, the next step that they were Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what they were saying, and, and something like we went over, we laughed a couple times because you wanted a manly athlete rather than a female with a beard. I think a female with a beard would be awesome. However, we don't have any. But the point of it was humor, you know, reacting to it. So seeing yeah. something on social media where it's not just like, oh, that's another social media ad. That's dumb. I'm not reacting to it. Yeah. Like you said, pretty well engaging is really important. So they wanted athletes rather than just saying, hey, thanks, Tame the Beast for this awesome shampoo. Yeah. They actually had them in the bathroom with a towel on saying, I'm gross because I fight MMA. I play football with other men and tackle each other and sweat all over each other. I trust Tame the Beast to clean me off. Yeah, that's great. 
Um, and then something else I think you were telling me about the other day actually is that they've set up an athlete ambassador page and that's something we see a lot of our brands doing. So they've worked with a portfolio of say five to 10 athletes and yeah. then they can actually have a dedicated page on their website to highlight all the athletes, the social media posts they've done and then maybe use them for interviews or other sort of ideas that, that they can run off to create even more content. Yeah, it, it's called Beast of the Week. Uh, okay. So it's really funny. I thought we should have had it for open sponsorship. That'd be <laughs> cool. We have some beasts in, in the office. But I would say that what they were looking for is, again, engaging. How many yeah. athlete ambassador pages have you seen? How many blogs have you seen? Would you read a Beast of the Week? Yeah. find out why they're a beast of the week. It's something Definitely. different. It's engaging. So that's what they were going for. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so we talked a bit about the objectives. I think we should move on to, to the solution. So we said that they partnered with a few athletes. I think you mentioned um, the Winter Olympian. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk more numbers so that anyone out there can get a realistic um, overview of what we do. Mm-hmm. So they got 51 applications. Is that That's a pretty high number, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's 51 athletes for those out there at home wondering what applications mean athletes reaching out to you. So 51 yeah, individual exactly. athletes saying, I want to work with your brand and promote your products. Yeah. So the way we work is using campaigns. So do you want to talk a bit about what campaigns are? Yeah, sure. Uh, you guys can think about like a job application where you would say, I'm Tame the Beast. I want a social media post and feedback for my blog. We're paying this cash. We're paying this amount of free product. You set the terms and athletes see your campaign and then they would apply to you, like uh, I said before, job application. Yeah, so out of the 51 applications we mentioned before, uh, they got 17 proposals, they gave out 17 proposals to, yes. to those athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a pretty quick process, isn't it? It's sort of set up campaign, then athletes apply, like a job application, as you said, and then they can hand out proposals. So they don't have to select all 51, if they want to, they can, Yeah. Um, but you know, they can manage that down, it can be one, two, and here, in this case, it was 17. It was really cool. They closed their first three deals, I want to say, in the first seven days. Okay. The point of the campaign is because you see what you're offering, you see more about the brand. If, like I said, if I'm a female tennis player, I'm not applying to this brand, but if I'm a yeah. manly MMA guy, I'm seeing this, I'm applying in the first 24 to 48 hours when I see it, you can close a deal as soon as that. Yeah, great. And we'll put up a few a few photos of the, the athletes and social media deals they did, because um, they're really, it's awesome content. See here. Yeah, see here. And here. You can do that later, right? Yeah, make, the make them pop up. Cool. Uh, Sorry, podcast listeners. You're not going to be able to see it, but yeah. check us out on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think, I think that sort of brings us to a close. Um, quick case study for you guys. I think it's something we're going to do a bit more often. Uh, maybe every five, ten episodes, we'll bring out a case study to show you guys the different industries we work with. Um, so here we did a men's care. So if you're in the um, beauty or men's care or, or whatever it is industry, this will relate to you. We can do one next time for for pet food, for example, and, and really show you that it's not only sport products that work with athletes. It's finding it's the, uh, the person behind the athlete, the, yeah. the individual behind the athlete. Every athlete has kids, they have pets, they have facial hair, they need to use products like us normal people do. So yeah, yeah that's what we're hoping to show off. Great, so Jason, thanks. Um, we'll see you guys Alex. on Thursday. So that's actually the schedule. Um, we've set two episodes a week on Monday, um, around 5, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, in New York City, and then another one on Thursday at the same time. So keep an eye out for us then. Um, as per usual, check us out on all social media at Open Sponsorship, and then also www.opensponsorship.com um, to sign up and to have a look at all w- the info w- about us. W. Three W's. Three W's. Yeah. Three W's, guys. Open Sponsorship.com. Find us. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Have a good day.